Let's talk about Ellen and William Craft, who escaped slavery and are now getting their blue plaque in the UK. Let's also discuss Lewis Hamilton's new scheme that aims to boost the recruitment of black teachers in STEM subjects. What about the first new treatment for sickle cell in 20 years? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Whether you come from a council estate or a country estate, your success will be determined by your own confidence and fortitude. Michelle Obama. Powerful. I like that. So, it is episode 77, still here sparking debate. Still October, Black History Month, loads to do, loads to see. You know, um, I suggest if you've got friends who are not from the culture, you take them out to, to enjoy, you know, black history, which is UK history, which is world history, to be fair. And it is also World Mental Health Day. So, you know, not that... It, I mean, ultimately, we should be thinking about mental health every day because there's always, there's always someone close by, if not ourselves, dealing with mental health issues in some way, shape or form. And it is no longer a taboo subject that happens to other people, you know. We all have mental health. Some of us have ill mental health. Some of us have well mental health. But we all have mental health. So, yeah... World Mental Health Day, so across the world we should be thinking about it even more today. So also, uh, it is, well, on the 9th, um, it was Uganda's Independence Day. They've been independent since 1962. And we've also got Zambia's Independence Day coming up on the 24th of October. Um, they were independent in 1964. And then also St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, the 27th of October. And they were made independent in 1979. Yeah, so, so yeah, lots going on this month. So loads of celebrations across the world in regards to those dates as well. So also, big, big, big fight night yesterday. And I'm so gutted I didn't get to watch it but um Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder 3 and I've heard I've seen the clips and it looks like it was you know one of those fights that's going to be spoken about for many years multiple knockdowns I think they both went down at least two times I think Fury Fury Deontay Wilder ended up going down three times um yeah and he lost um round 11 I believe it was so um yeah, that just, well, to be fair, it just proves, you know, as much as Dante Wilder's right hook is lethal, you know, um, and that has been recognised by haters and lovers of Deontay Wilder, it could not match the Gypsy King's um, boxing brain, you know, and physical, you know, the things that he's physically gifted with, i.e. height, weight, um, arm reach and things like that so yeah hats off to him man he, I mean he, I think everybody knows anybody that follows boxing to any extent 
regardless if they uh, are a Wilder fan, they know that Tyson Fury is is the better boxer. There's no, we can't deny that. And yeah, he proved it, man. He proved it. So I'm really looking forward to watching that fight. Um, and you know, I f- I've got to say, as much as I I love Anthony Joshua, I think he's he, he dodged the bullet there because. I don't think I don't I don't think he could take either one of those guys, Wilder or um, Tyson Fury. So, so really, the next the next big fight I'm looking for is to see Wilder and not Wilder, sorry, um, Fury and Usyk. Even though Joshua's Joshua's fighting Usyk, I think in March, I believe. So that's what happened first. But yeah. That, that, that's, that's the real fight because those are two undefeated champions but who knows who knows Joshua might beat him and then we'll see where it goes from there but yeah really looking forward to watching that fight I'm probably going to watch it after this podcast so on the travel front um, things have changed uh, the 51 countries um, the, the travel advice is eased so people can travel a lot more freely than they have been able to over the past 12 months um, but obviously people have to still you know, uh, proof of vaccination and check out the quarantine rules and testing rules for those countries. But yeah, for all those travellers, um, this is the time to go before anything else changes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and also, what uh, Lebanon? Lebanon. I mean, I know we've got our our um, situation with our fuel and uh, delivery stuff and um, electricity prices going up and things like that. But then I just heard that in Lebanon. Um, their, their power has been shut down. Their, their national grid has been shut down. Um, and, you know, obviously plunged into darkness, etc. But they're talking about it, it started, I think it was the 9th of October, and it's likely to continue that way for the next several days, which is, I, I've never heard of anything like that before. But, um, yeah, didn't know such things could happen. Not, not for days, you know. So, um so yeah, very very interesting times globally with with electricity and, and things like that. So this week also I found out about um, uh, Ellen and William Craft. So um, a married um, black couple who escapes escaped slavery um, and fled all the way to England, you know, and um, came to England and campaigned for the abolition. Um, of slavery, etc. Um, but basically, they were they were honoured with a blue plaque for the house they used to live in, um, which I believe is in Hammersmith, 20, yeah, twenty six um, Cambridge Grove, in Hammersmith, West London, in an old um, mid Victorian house. So, so yeah, um, didn't know much about these guys, but the, their story—it sounds like they could make it. Up. They should make a film about them. To be fair, from the little bit I've heard about them, so basically, the wife was quite fair skinned and actually could pass for white. Um, so she did so, and she also posed how, how they escaped. Basically, she posed as a disabled southern gentleman um, traveling with with her with her slave, which I, in real life was her husband, um, traveling north for medical treatment, etc. And yeah, they ended up crossing the Atlantic, um, first settling in Surrey, in Ockham, in Surrey, before they moved to Hammersmith. So yeah, amazing story, and I'm sure there's a, obviously there's a lot more to their story. Um, but yeah, they and they also wrote a book. I don't know if she wrote the book or the husband William wrote the book. But in 19, 1860, 
Um, they published an account of their um, escape entitled Running a, a Thousand Miles for Freedom. So, yeah, never heard of them before, um, but it's an amazing story. And I'll tell you what, they, they should have got an Oscar. The wife should have got an Oscar for being able to play a gentleman for, for you know, for that amount of time and in, in those times as well. So, yeah, amazing story. So, yeah, but back to the present day. Um, Marcus Rashford has received the honorary doctorate for his work to tackle um, child poverty, which is amazing. Um, he's been honoured by the University of Manchester and he actually become the, the youngest um, recipient of the honorary award, which is, which is powerful in itself. So history maker in many ways. So Marcus Rashford. I know they've given the MBE, but they need to get to the Sir real fast because he's, he's just doing his thing. What, you know, it's consistently too, consistently. Um, but yeah, another person I hadn't heard about was Una Marson. Um, the first black radio producer, um, originally from Jamaica, uh, experienced, she was, she was experienced writer, um, a pub, experienced published writer and journalist, um, before she started working for the BBC, but yeah, she was the first person to work for the BBC, I think she started there in 1939, and, um, and yeah, was it, between 1939 and, and 1941, I think maybe she went full-time by 1941. But, yeah, she was, like, this programme assistant um, for Empire Programmes Department. Um, and she, she had interest in uh, poetry, and um, she d ended up developing something called Caribbean Voices, a weekly, weekly feature, um, calling, uh, yeah, basically around West Indian people and, and their experience and... Um, towards the end of the war, etc. So, so yeah. I mean, again, these these people we could we could be should be studying them in schools and speaking about them in schools. And and if any of these content creators, you know, people making films, documentaries, there's it seems like there's someone new pops up every every year, every couple of months, and it's not even someone new. It's just old and it's historic. And they, and even she's got um she's got a plaque. She's got one of those plaques as well in honour for her, at her London address. Um, it's been up there since 2009. But again, like I said, never heard of this woman. Never heard of this woman. So Una Marson, um, hats off to her. Hats off to her. And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, since the, the whole pandemic thing and Black Lives Matter, it's just really, really brought a lot to the forefront, which is, which is good, you know. The silver lining come out of that situation for sure. So yeah, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more and more various people that have added value to the world in this way. So somebody else who's going about adding value to the world in their way is um, Kanye West. He's opening a school in honour of the name of his mother, the Donda Academy, um, prep school in California. And yeah, it's a private school. They're accepting applications at the moment. Um, and their mission statement um, is that they aim to prepare students to become the next generation of leaders, thinkers, and innovators. So hats off to him, you know. I know he's, a, he's somebody who is a bit Marmite for some people, etc. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's leaving his mark on the world, you know, and he's, he's doing something positive. I mean, if, with, with this school and the map, I mean, he's, he's near on a billionaire now, I'm sure. So, you know, this will live on. 
you know, and it's part of his legacy. And it, no one can deny something positive, and no no one can deny how much he's done, how much he's influenced the world. So, hats off to Kanye West. Anyway, good on him. Good on him. And over on that side of the world as well, the B B E T Awards 2021. Um, congratulations to Little Sims who won Best International Flow. Hats off to her. Very talented, creative artist. I like what she's doing with her natural hair, having it in all kinds of styles. Some of them look like they're gravity-defying, but, um, yeah, very powerful. But I haven't watched that yet as well, but that's, that's another one on my list. I'm definitely going to watch the BET Awards. So, yeah, so um, on the COVID side of things, who's heard of COVID toe? Yeah, that's right, COVID toe. So basically, what they've said is um, some people um, develop like chilblains, lesions on their toes and fingers. Um, and the, they say it can happen at any age, but it generally affects children and teenagers more commonly. Um, but it p- appears that these are side effects from um, when your body switches to attacking, to attack mode, to fight off the virus. So this is like a byproduct of that. But yeah, they call it. Um, covid toe so um yeah who knew who knew so but i tell you i've found i've got to be honest i found it a little bit challenging and i didn't realize how challenging it was so let me start from the beginning i created this podcast organically you know if you've if you followed me you know how how it came about but this came about during COVID, during Black Lives Matter, during um, lockdown. So obviously lockdown being the key part that has eased up now, which is making things challenge. Well, it made things challenge. I think I've overcome the challenge because I've made the decision now. But basically, um, now things have got somewhat back to normal, i.e. no lockdown, everybody's back at work. Um, all the things are back on, like with me, you know, the, the, the school stuff, the extracurricular school stuff, the grassroots stuff like football and all the other activities that happen over the weekend are now all back. So what has been challenging for me was finding the right time and the best time to fit in my life to continue doing the podcast. Now, I didn't want to let go of the podcast because, well, people won't let me let go of it because people... Um, they. They enjoy it. They appreciate um, the podcast. Um, So that kind of wasn't an option. But the timing of it, um, yeah, that's the bit that has to change. And I have tried at different times and whatnot, but I think it's going to have to be a later part of the day. We'll keep it to Sundays, but I think it's going to have to be like a Sunday evening thing. Nine o'clock sounds like a sweet spot time. Um, so, so yeah, that has been challenging for me, and I, I thought I thought I'd share that with you because um, you know, for people asking like, why do you keep changing the times and this, that, and the third, and and really, that's that's really what it's it's down to. You know, life has just got busy for all of us again. You know, we're pretty much back to normal in regards to what we can do. So, so yeah, you it just kind of reflecting back how much free time we had. You know, I'm looking back at it and like, wow. I had so much extra time on my hands, and um, and now I don't, you know. But I'm 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 glad, I'm glad things have are back to normal. 
and it's just about reorganizing myself and time. And I'm sure we're all having to go for it, you know. But like I said, I'm not looking to stop the podcast anytime soon. Um, but yes, so some. Thankfully, over the past uh, week, we haven't had any young people passing away through youth violence, which is an absolute blessing. And long may that continue. Long may that continue. Welcome to Pablo's podcast. Join me on a weekly basis with social commentary on current affairs which affect us the most. Come and muse with me. What you can expect is uplifting, positive discussions, interviews on our social, physical and cultural well-being. Voicing some of the perspectives we share but maybe don't vocalise enough. I'll be going from my bucket list of interviewees over the coming weeks. We're guaranteed to get an honest, authentic perspective and insight into what's going on now. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button. Please share on your social media apps and please leave a review. Look forward to spending some time with you over these coming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Take care. So in regards to, um, obviously we've just gone through all this stuff with with their police officer um, taking the life of the, the young lady in South London. Um, but since then, uh, you couldn't have made this up, um, a parliamentary and diplomatic protection officer um, has been remanded um, following rape charges. Um, PC Constable David Carrick, um, 46, um, appeared virtually at Hatfield Court on the 4th of October, charged with rape. Um, well, you know, the, the the police are trying to gain confidence in, you know, give women confidence in the police and, and everybody confidence in the police. And then this this comes up like, what, a couple of weeks after the sentencing of of um, the, the other police officer. It's just bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Um, but, you know, obviously he hasn't been found guilty of anything yet. He's just on remand. But the alleged offence... Um, it's basically supposed to have taken place um, while he was off duty um, and the woman um, said that she met him online um, on the Tinder dating app and, yeah, it, it, she's accusing him of, of raping her. So um, a referral has been made to the Independent Office of Police Conduct and, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on that and I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about how that turns out. And also... Um, <sighs> This is this is just it's just too much to be fair. But a former officer, now former officer, but at the time he was a serving officer and been convicted of viewing child abuse material. Thomas Blant, thirty-eight. Um, he was part of the Kent Police, and he was sentenced after he admitted viewing um, child abuse material online while still employed by the police. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think if, if you've got children and you, when you hear these kind of things, it just stirs up a, a real different kind of emotion in your, in, your, in your soul, you know, when you hear these kind of things and, and that there's people out there that are into this, this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, 
So he's he was sentenced at Maidstone Crown Court um, Wednesday just gone after pleading guilty to two charges of making illegal images of children. Making illegal images of children. So, um, yeah, he was, on the 6th of October, he was handed a 12-month jail term, suspended for two years, a five-year sexual harm prevention order, and placed on the sexual sex offenders register for 10 years. Now, I'm no... I'm not the judge, jury or executioner, but for me, I, I don't understand why, 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 you suspend, why you have a suspended jail sentence for, for making illegal images of children and, you know, viewing online abusive material of children, like... Why would you? I don't know. Understand why you get suspended sentence for that stuff? Somebody more learned than me could probably explain that, but I, I just don't get it, and I don't agree with it either, to be fair. But um, but that's just my my perspective on on, on these things, I suppose. Um, but yeah, the, uh, Martin Martin Ludlow of the NCA said that um, Blant's offending um, is outrageous and is an outrageous misuse of trust. His role as a police officer was to protect the public and instead he sought images of, children, of child abuse for his own sexual gratification. So, you know, that, for me, that sentence says it all, for his own sexual gratification. So if that's what he's into, 12 months um, suspended sentence for two years, what, what, what does that do? Um, being on... I think the best thing out of it is that he's on a sexual uh, sex offenders register, but for 10 years, if that's what happens after the 10 years, if that's what he does for sexual gratification, I don't, I just don't understand those sort of sentences. Um, I just, I just, I don't get it, but it's something to, to think about. And like I said, somebody more learned than me can probably explain clearly why that makes sense. Those sort of sentences make sense. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't get it. Uh, but yeah, something to think about. But anyway, on a lighter note, on a lighter note and a more positive note, Sir Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton um, is launching a scheme that aims to boost and recruit uh, black teachers in science, technology and maths, um, STEM is the acronym for that, um, STEM subjects. Um, and... Yeah, he, he, he said he wants to focus on identifying the best way to attract black talent to STEM teaching roles. Um, I think basically he, he recognised, he actually spoke about it and said, um, you know, he believes that, that if he had teachers um, who, who understood his background better as he was growing up, he would have achieved um, greater success in his studies. So he's in a position where he can make a change and, and create that opportunity for um, black children coming up by having black teachers, people that understand where he's coming from, um, you know, to, to bring up the next generation. I think that's powerful. I think it's to be commended. And, yeah, he, he's showing why he is Sir Lewis Hamilton. So salute to that man. Salute to that man. So something positive that's going to come off of the back of um, the 
the repugnant uh, crime, uh, you know, the, the murder of Sarah Evard, is um, BT are looking to uh, put out a new number, a triple eight, triple eight number, um, called Walk Me Home, which basically allows um, users to opt into GPS tracking system and alert, and then alert will be triggered if they if they don't reach their destination in time. Which you know, I, I think is it's a step in the right direction. That's something that every every woman, every young lady, um, and every every person, in fact, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it. it I mean, definitely at this time we're talking about women, but I think this would be useful for for anybody that feels the need to use it, to be fair. So they're just kind of floating the idea at the moment, but I think that would be a positive a positive thing to do. Positive thing to do. So, yeah, I'll be looking at to see how that goes for sure. So, yeah, so great news for um, from medical side of things. They've, um, they've found a new treatment for sickle cell. Um, and it's the first time in 20 years that they've found something new to support people with sickle cell, which affects the black community um, dramatically, um, to a dramatic effect as well. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the new treatment um, will help to keep thousands of people out of hospital over the next three years, and the NHS has said. Um, and yeah, hopefully reducing the inequalities for black people. Um, like I said, we're black people, we're predominantly affected by sickle cell um, illness. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, really, really good use of science. And, yeah, um, definitely happy for all the people that won't have to go through the pain and, and heartache and trauma of what it was like over the past 20 years, you know, in regards to sickle cell. And they've also... Um, got a malaria vaccine um, that the World Health Organization has approved um, for widespread use. Um, so, yeah, so it'll be the first uh, malaria vaccine. Um, it was proven, it was proven eff- effective six years ago, preventing like 40% of, 40% of malaria cases and 30% of the severe cases. So it's not 100%, but the fact that it can help in any way is is a good thing you know and obviously malaria um is really prevalent in 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 african continent so so yeah um happy days you know happy days definitely going in the right direction and and that would definitely help save some lives without a doubt without a doubt so um some people would have been scratching their head this week, not knowing what to do with their self, their time, how to communicate. They'd have to remember some real old ancient ways of communicating, i.e. go and speak to a human being <laughs> or, or pick up a telephone because WhatsApp, Instagram and Facebook were all down for six hours. Um, and yeah, some people were, were in agony, you know. But um, I, I thought it was good, and I thought it, it was it, it was good to show people what, how much they were relying on it. I suppose how much they rely on it, um, and it, it said that it was you know it was an internal issue, um, but it did expose the reliance on social media. You know, a lot of money was lost. I think they said they said that he, um, I think they said that the he lost how much did they say about six six billion? I think he said a billion every hour. I don't know how true that is, but um, 
But yeah, so the owner lost six billion. But he's worth like over a hundred billion. So a drop in the sand for him. And I'm sure as soon as they switched it back on, he made that money back some way, shape or form. But anyway, the main thing is, is that, um, that yeah, the world was shocked and the world was kind of on pause in, in many ways. And also it came at the time, around the same time as the whistleblower, Francis Howen, um, 37-year-old who used to work um, as a product manager on the civic integrity team at Facebook, um, basically done an interview on CBS and uh, pretty much said that um, Facebook repeatedly prioritised growth over safety and... Yeah, so it was a bit odd, the timing of it, you know, I don't, you know, I'm sure conspiracy theorists um, are running amok at the moment, but for me, what it done, it made that, that six hours with it being off, it made me, and, and with this whistleblowing, it made me feel like I need to watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix once a week to remind me what's really going on on these platforms. Because um, it's, it's so easy to forget. Like, you watch that show and it's kind of mind-blowing and it makes everything make sense and then you just get caught up in, in, in your day-to-day life and social media and you, you kind of forget... Well, I do, anyway. I kind of forgot, you know, what's, what's really going on and how addictive it is and how intrusive it is and how programmed we are and just the whole yeah it's it's um yeah it's really interesting but yeah i will be going back to watch the social dilemma on netflix i might even put it in my calendar to watch it once a month just to remind me what's really going on and who knows maybe at some stage i'll do what i did a couple years back and just go on a full break a full detox from social media somewhat but now the podcast is in my life i I will have to, I will have to find a way to get my podcast up and up and running. Um, but yeah, very interesting times, very interesting times. But I tell you what, I am really, really looking forward to a couple of movies coming up this year and next year. I'm only going to talk about one on this pod. I'll talk about the others on probably next week. But the harder they fought, I can't wait to see this movie. Um, I think it's going to come out in the cinemas and then it's, then it will go on to Netflix. But um, The Harder They Fall, based on, um, based on the lives of real black figures from American history. So it's, it centres on um, Nate Love, who's played by Jonathan Majors. Um, and he's an Afri- African-American cowboy, former slave um, in the period of um, Civil War. And he's basically seeking revenge against... A character called Rufus Buck, played by Idris Elba, who mur- who murdered his parents. So yeah, I just I mean I watched the clips, I watched a couple of different clips, and it just looks amazing. Definitely up my street. I definitely love these these historic, uh, you know, these old time. Hist- it's got the historic, but it's got the action. It's got the, the storytelling. And to be fair, it looks it looked a little bit Quentin Tarantino ish. A bit Django-ish, the way it was, the way it was filmed, some of the shots and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm just really looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, but Nate Nate Love again, I did not know this, but Nate Love was a real um, cowboy in the Old West. Um, even wrote a book. He wrote um, an autobiography called 
the life adventures the life adventures of Nate Love a true history of the slavery days and it was published in 1907 who knew never heard of this guy never heard of him so you know to all of the teachers out there looking for you know just different stuff different historical stuff um to put context to the world um as we thought we knew it yeah you know there's so much for you guys to pick from so yeah um but yeah i'm really looking forward to it and there's there's a few other characters in in the in the movie who are real life people you know real historic people so um bass reeves who otherwise known as the lone ranger even though the lone ranger i used to watch as a kid um was depicted as a white man um, but actually, the facts are it's based on a black man named Bass Reeves. So you can check that out. He, I did know about. I, I did know about him. Um, but another one I didn't know about was uh, Mary Fields, otherwise known as Stagecoach Mary. Didn't know about her. You know, another historical figure from those Western times. And um, Willie M. Pickett, aka Bill Pickett. Um, he also appears in it, and he's, again, another true life character. So um, Jay-Z also is one of the producers of this movie as well, so I'm sure it's going to have a hard-hitting soundtrack. But, yeah, The Harder They Fall is definitely a movie I'm looking to see as soon as it comes out. And in the meantime, I think I'm going to go and watch an old classic, an old classic that I love, The Harder They Come. You know, I think I'm going to watch The Harder They Come until The Harder They Fall. You can see what I did there. But yeah, that's an old classic from 1972, that movie, funny enough. So, but to, who had, my, who had my, my, my ribs touching? Who had my, me bending over laughing to myself? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle done another special on Netflix called The Closer. And, oh, my goodness, he, he definitely provoked some emotions in all kinds of communities, from the Jewish community to the black community to the LGBTQ community to the white community. He just hit everybody. He hit everybody where it hurts. Um, but he's such an intelligent comic. And I'm, I'm sure people are going to be talking, well, they are talking about cancelling him off of the back of this, but... I don't know if he's counts. <laughs> I don't think this is a word, but I don't think he's counselable. <laughs> I, I know that's not a word, but if it becomes a word, you know where you heard it first. But I don't think they can cancel Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah, I don't think they can cancel him. But anyway, he is too funny. Too funny. If you don't know Dave Chappelle's work, um, like I said, he's just. I, I won't even go into. I don't want to do no spoilers at all. Because I think you just have to watch it from beginning to end. Even if you don't, even if some of the jokes touch you in the wrong way because of your 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 race or your your gender or your um, sexual preference, I would just recommend watch it from beginning to end because he's always trying to give you an intelligent message whilst taking the Mickey out of everybody throughout. Um, but yeah, very funny guy. Very funny guy. So yeah, the closer definitely one to watch. So look, it is um, Black History Month. There's loads to do, loads to see in your city, um, and the best site I've found is um, BlackHistoryMonth.org.uk. 
that is a great website to find out what's going on and where it's going on. Um, yeah, so definitely check that that website out. So other than that, you know, like I always say, get out there, do stuff, be positive, add value, see your people, speak to your people, meet new people, you know, just enjoy life, bring positive cheer to the world, you know, spark conversation, have conversations. Um, yeah, just do stuff, do stuff. You only get one chance at life, so make it count. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.